What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I am joined by the general manager and head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards. And today we have on another special guest, and that is someone brand new to the Magic Gaming program, Joshua Hunter, uh, a.k.a. Unguardable, who was the fifth overall pick in the 2022 NBA 2K League draft and recently traded to Orlando in a blockbuster 14 deal. Uh, thanks to both of you for coming aboard. Uh, Jonah, I'll start with you to get some details about what went into this trade. Uh, Magic Gaming also acquired Wesley McNair, a.k.a. Jen, in this move, which involved Blazer 5, Jazz Gaming, and Pacers Gaming. Uh, Duck was sent to Utah and Big Rain to Indiana in the trade. Uh, what intrigued you most, uh, Jonah, about Unguardable and Jen, uh, and how did this deal kind of come about? Yeah, you know, for Josh, um, we were really interested going into this year's draft. Obviously, it's had some interest going into last year's draft when he initially qualified for the pool last season. So um, for us, you know, we, we've obviously lacked scoring. Uh, Josh is going to bring that to us in, you know, uh, in, in as as will Jen from Utah. So, uh, I mean, both these guys are electric scorers in our league and some of the best shooters this league has. So uh, for us, it was just trying to, you know, not, not necessarily just like try to make this this big push for the ticket and, and try to be this ultra competitive team as much as just like shore up our weaknesses and and see what we can still do with the with the roster we still have here. So um, as well as potentially try to build best we can moving forward uh, going into going into season six and uh, into this offseason. So, um, I mean, the deal was it was a crazy few days, I'll be honest, because. Uh, the deal at one point was a six team deal. Then it was just a three team deal. Then it ended up being this four team deal. So it was almost just the biggest trade. What would have been, I think the most trades ever or most teams ever involved in a trade in even NBA history. I believe there was a five teamer um, back in like 2005, but um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty wild, but um, I mean, these guys are just going to bring in just high level scoring for us, which is what we've, we've needed as uh, anyone that's watched us the last year or year or two is, uh, is going to see. And how do you see both Unguardable and Jen meshing uh, with the others on this roster? I know you just touched on it. You expect the team's offense to improve significantly. What about them specifically do you feel gives the squad more offensive firepower? Yeah, I mean, I think both Jen and Unguardable both are able to create for themselves as well as as well as facilitate to others to a degree. Um, they're both elite scores in transition as well, which is something we've really, really lacked. You know, I make the joke, but it's, I think it's probably true that um, I don't think we've scored more than, you know, 15 points in transition all season. Uh, it's we're we're last in the league in transition points. Uh, these two both are great transition scorers. So um, more than anything, like they bring that to us and. I think the biggest surprise for us so far has been their transition defense and the fact that like that has been a huge strength of our team in, in practice the last few days. Uh, whereas, you know, in the past, it was it was certainly one of our weaknesses as well. Unguardable, how would you assess your game and what are the skills you possess at the point guard position? Uh, ever since I started playing 2K, I've just come to the scene as like a score first guard, like. Every time I've been on, I've just produced offense. So offense is just something that naturally comes to me. Uh, like the last year or two, I've been working on just transition game. I, I feel like in the 2K league, I'm probably like the best transition scorer in the league overall. I think that's like probably my biggest strength. But I'm someone that's easy, that can pick apart a defense easily, just give myself open so much that it opens up the rest of my teammates. 
So I feel like those probably are my biggest strengths. I can create for myself so much that it'll force the defense to adjust to having a guard of me, and then everything else will open up for the rest of my team. Tell us about your NBA 2K journey. Uh, when did you start playing the game, and when did it hit you that you had what it took to be a professional at it? Uh, 2K, I actually started playing 2K, like 2K6. I've been playing two, the game 2K for a long time. But as a competitive player, like, I never even thought, like, competitive 2K was, like, really, like, a thing. Like, it really was, like, could be such a big thing. I, sh- I started going for the league, like, almost two and a half years ago. I think I started uh, – I started more so 2K21 current gen, but, like, I really, like, locked in and felt like I could do something 2K21 next gen. Like, when the PS5s came out and I started, like, getting noticed because not a lot of people had it. So, you you seen more of, like, who did have it. Like, a lot of people didn't have the consoles. It's still hard to come by as of right now. So – I think that's why it's like, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to ask, you know, prior to coming into the NBA 2K League, were you more of a 5v5 guy or a 3v3 guy or kind of a blend of both? Really, I was like just casual. I was 5v5 when I came to, I was just playing rec. And then 3v3, I was just playing park. Like, I wasn't even playing stage and I really wasn't playing pro-am. So it wasn't like, I wasn't playing competitively. I was just having fun with the game. How has the adjustment been to your new environment in Orlando? Uh, has it been an easy transition? And how has it been getting acclimated and acquainted uh, with your new teammates? Honestly, I would say it's been a pretty easy transition. Everybody is like a normal person. Everybody's cool. Like it's like it's like a good environment over here. It's like it's, anybody could come from any team, I feel like, on in the 2K League, and it'll be an easy adjustment period to get along with everybody on this team. It's like Maddie been in the league since for a while. May been in the league for a while. Snape been in the league for a while. Everybody just knows what they got to do every day. So it's like, it's just easy. It's really easy, honestly. Now, did you know any of the other Magic Gaming players prior to getting traded here? Uh, I've spoken to Maddie before and I've spoken to May before, but like, we don't really know each other. Like, we've had like probably brief conversations, conversations through text, through over Twitter. So it's not, I really wouldn't say I knew anybody on this team, but like I've spoken to two of them for sure. Anything that has surprised you about the 2K League that you didn't necessarily think about or know about prior to getting drafted, just watching it from afar? Is there anything that kind of stands out now that you're actually in the league? Uh, I would say what surprised me is probably it's a lot more mental than just being good at the game. It gets to a point where everybody is good at the game. So it's like how you prepare, how you do everything else, how you do all the other things besides like moving your thumbs. It's like what really matters. I think that's probably the biggest surprise. That's that's happened that's for me this season. And next up for Magic Gaming are the Seed Week matchups. Now, Jonah, what exactly are Seed Week matchups? This has been a little bit confusing. There's been some questioning on social media about this. Do these games just simply count toward the standings for playoff purposes, or is there another element to this whole thing that people are unaware of? No, that, that's exactly right. So the idea is that obviously with these tournaments, um, there just simply isn't enough games to, to separate some teams in the standings. Um, you know, for example, there's a lot of teams that went four and one at tip off that went one and four at the turn are now not playoff teams. And they don't really think that's a fair way to decide. So um, they added these extra games called the seed weeks where essentially you get to play 
um, not just teams in your conference like we have all season, but um, it does make it so you play every team in your conference as well as a couple teams from the other conference that they, they kind of give you in your schedule. So uh, that's for both 5v5 and 3v3. So over the next few weeks, we'll have, you know, five 5v5 matchups and then s- switch to 3v3 and have five 3v3 matchups against, um, you know, three teams we haven't played in our conference as well as um, two teams we haven't played in the, in the other conference as well. And I noticed you guys will play against 76er GC and Gen G this coming week in 5v5 action. Then the following week against Celtics crossover gaming, uh, Dukes Infinitos and Bucks gaming. I know these are all tough matchups, but what are you hoping to see Jonah from your squad throughout these next two weeks? You know, the biggest thing is we're just building momentum uh, towards a ticket. Cause you know, at this point uh, it, it would be, it's still possible. And we certainly have hopes that we can still make the playoffs outright, but um, at this point it would take a, a little more help than just us. So um, though we're not eliminated at this point. So uh, we just want to show that we we have like the makings of something uh, of potential going into the ticket. And I mean, I truly believe like I've been in practice last, you know, several days and um, I've seen the teams we've been beating and how we've been playing. And I think that if we are sharp um, and played to our potential, that, that we can be a team that I think should be favored at the ticket, frankly. Um, but, you know, obviously we have to build that momentum moving forward. Now, Unguardable, are you a big film room guy? Like, do you like watching footage from either your own games or even other teams' games to kind of get an idea of strategy, tactics, just how you want to play going forward? Yeah, I'm definitely somebody that watches a lot of film. Like, I'll break down. Since I've been – even when I was playing shooting guard, I was breaking down other playing arts just to see what they was doing that I wasn't doing to create for me, create for other people. I watch film and I'll, like, see plays and I'll – Send it to. I used to send it to my GM because he used to do a lot with the team. I used to send it to my GM to like implement them. So I'm definitely a big film guy. I've even talked to like former players that aren't in the league anymore just to see how they broke down film and what I could do better. And Jonah, as far as lineups going forward, maybe you don't want to give it away yet, but I'm assuming Unguardable and Jen will be your backcourt. And are you going to throw a snubby at the power forward spot or does Maddie move to power forward? Maddie does uh, May go to center? How is this going to work exactly? Yeah, your guess is as good as mine, Josh. Um, you know, we've tried a number of things already, and and it's really about kind of what we feel is best. Um, even as recent as yesterday, we tried a lineup where Maddie was a point guard. So, um, you know, we're going to keep dabbling, but I think you alluded what you alluded to is correct. I think the most likely lineup at this point is, is unguardable at the one with Jen at the two and Snubby slides to power forward, which is a position he is at least somewhat familiar with. And um, I've been impressed with his ability there so far, honestly. So um, I think obviously we, we're still working. Uh, it's a work in progress for sure, as you know. Man, it's a lot playing power forward in this league when you're the primary pick and roll defender and, you know, you have to call the rotations as the back end pick and roll player. So um, it's a big adjustment for Snub and uh, he's taken a head on. Honestly, we've had him at center some games. We've had him at lock some games. So um, he's he's certainly getting thrown to the thrown to the ringer in that in that regard. But um, he's taken it on the chin and I think is uh, certainly like been putting in more time than ever, I think, in, as far as like watching the top players at each position and uh, kind of, you know, identifying the small things they do to help us win. And just going around the league a little bit right now, uh, the league is in the middle of switch open bracket play, which is the second three V three tournament. Uh, both you guys, uh, who, who's your league MVP right now? Is it, is it bear to beast? Is it Dave Fry? I mean, is there anyone else in the mix right now that you would kind of throw in that conversation and unguardable? I'll start with you. I would say, honestly, after like watching a lot of games and just seeing all the tournaments, I would say my MVP is probably Jerry. He's been Great in three three, got him to record play both times. He's won. He won the turn. He was in the finals of the tip off. He just 
he don't he the motor in that offense. I feel like he just like he's probably the most talented player in the league. Hmm. Jonah, what about you? Who you who do you have at the top right now? Well, I, I don't necessarily disagree that Dre is probably up there as far as like talent goes as, as any player in the league. I, I just think it has to be Dave Fry. I think he's doing the most with the least. Um, you know, I know the group he has around him is ones he's comfortable with. But I mean, man, even watching the broadcast um, the other night when his comms are going, when they're playing uh, the first round versus Dukes, which is the rematch of the finals of the first tournament, um, the, the slam open. So, uh, I mean, he literally just calls everything for his team, does it all. And I just don't think there's another player in the league that does it to the degree he can. So um, I would say it's him. I mean, man, he's winning games with with Cap, B. Rich backcourts. I mean, I mean, no, no disrespect to those guys, but I mean, that's still one of the best teams in the league, um, and they're doing it with what is a clear, you know, Cap. Cap is great and has his own strengths, but he is not shifty guy. Um, so you know, being able to beat teams like the Wolves with that lineup, I think, says a lot about Ryan and who he is. Unguardable, has there been anyone in the league you've really enjoyed playing against, maybe because you know that player from prior competition or just simply because you feel like your strengths can kind of outweigh the things that that person does well? Is there anyone that has kind of stood out on that level? Playing against, I always said, like, well, before the league, I think I was asked the same question. I said people like Splash and people like Shifty Kai. I've actually ended up playing on people twice already. It just – because of group play, we've matched up in their groups twice. So those are two people I've enjoyed playing. Splash somebody that you always don't have to think playing every possession. And Kai's just feel like Kai played a game that he playing a different game than everybody else. Kai's he do some crazy things. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Well, that is about all the time we have for this edition of this Magic Gaming Podcast. Thanks to both of you for coming on. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, And once again, Magic Gaming will be in action for Seed Week games these next few weeks. First 5v5 and then 3v3. You can catch all the action on Twitch and YouTube. And also stay tuned to the full schedule, which will be released on the NBA 2K League's website shortly. Also, the Magic Gaming's Twitter feed will provide all the details about Magic Gaming's schedule, both day and time and opponent. So definitely stay tuned for that. And once again, thanks so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time.